Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown and beyond. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Tuesday, March 28th. It is six minutes after 10, and you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels, and you can watch by going to YouTube and just typing Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. We appreciate you listening and or watching. So the GOP has put a spotlight on fentanyl. In recent weeks, it has been a fixture of GOP hearings. The House House Homeland Security Chairman Mark Green is claiming that backpacks full of fentanyl are pouring into the country. Of course, fentanyl, a synthetic opioid used since the 1960s, but for the more recent recreational use, it's being produced in illegal labs and its potency is much stronger, 50 times stronger than heroin, 100 times stronger than morphine. 70,000 Americans were killed by fentanyl last year. Mm-hmm. That's that's a staggering number in a country of 330 million people. It may not sound like that many, but but think about it. I mean that's a that's a colossal amount of people. Yeah. And we, we, I say we as a society, and I'm totally guilty of this, we as a society are not having this conversation to the level we need to because fentanyl is totally out of control. The access to things that contain it are totally out of control. And you have now super inexperienced people, and by that I mean people who are and I don't mean to sound callous by describing it like this, but new to the drug scene. Mm -hmm. They don't know what they're doing Mm -hmm. that are now engaging in substances that contain this stuff. And that 70,000 number is only going to continue to grow and grow rapidly year over year if we do not step up on this topic. Yeah, we need to be passionate about addressing addiction. And the problems and why people are feeling the need to take it. Also, the demand for illegal substances and how they're supplied to us. You know, it's interesting. So uh, there is a guy I work with at my other job. And um, this guy is a really interesting guy. He has completely 100% turned his life around. Three years ago, he was suffering from major drug addiction had been I mean it's amazing he wasn't already dead and he's quite candid and open about talking about the drug addiction that he had and the stuff that he overcame and how he turned his life around and I was talking to him last night and I told him I said I wanted to share a little bit of his story as we talk about this because I have as I've gotten to know him he has shared what he went through and the drug scene that he was involved in and he has really opened my eyes to how serious an issue this is and we saw we saw here recently there was a student who went to Avon High School and this was a big news story and there was a major arrest related to this who died of a fentanyl overdose mm-hmm. and he really articulated to me how so many people who are 
involved or new to the drug scene have absolutely no idea what they're getting into, what they should be looking for, and they're buying things. What's happening now is because of their ability, they being the drug dealers, the drug producers' ability to make these fentanyl-laced pills at such a low-cost price, Mm -hmm. you have people who otherwise could not participate in the drug game on the legitimate pills. Like, if they are attempting to buy these legitimate substances uh, that are real for lack of a better term i realize look at look at rob articulating issues here but that are the legitimate pills or drugs themselves they could never participate or buy in so they're dumbing down these drugs and lacing them with this fentanyl so that newer inexperienced drug users can participate and they have no idea how to test it no idea what to look for i mean this guy was telling me he said look i used to know he said i could hold something in my i my drug problem was so serious, this guy was telling me, that I could hold a pill in my hand and I would know whether I should take that pill or not. I, I knew how much fentanyl basically was in that in that pill. And one of the reasons he stopped and he basically stopped cold turkey was somebody very close to him died of a drug overdose. And he said, mm-hmm. that is going to be me. I'm going to make this mistake this person made soon. I'm going to misjudge whatever's in the pill. But he was saying, unless you are that level ex- of experience, mm-hmm. you have no idea what you are ingesting into your system. And you have, in this case, like at Avon High School, you have kids Mm -hmm. that are now getting into this pill game and they have no idea what to look for and they're dead like that. Instantly. Well, they are brightly colored pills. They look like they're candy. Yeah. Did he tell you how he got wrapped up in it? What Uh, was the catalyst for him? Yeah, this guy's really interesting. He, I mean, it was, um, he was like a straight A student, great athlete, um, went to a private school and then started kind of rebelling as he got out of high school Mm -hmm. and then started becoming a bartender was in the bar scene and he said the the other this is what's really interesting he said these drug dealers now are so good at what they do that they can spot who is the likely i'm gonna use the term victim yeah and he was telling me that he was one time he was bartending and you know, he's doing his job. He doesn't, to the outward appearance, there's nothing wrong with this guy. And he has a, a, a guy who ultimately became his drug dealer for a long time, walked up to him in the bar and said, hey, so you need A, B, C, and D, and I can provide that for you. Mm-hmm. And he said, that's how good these drug dealers are. Now, they can spot somebody from across the way and realize what these people are hooked on. And they are praying, especially in the case of kids, mm-hmm. right? I mean, at least this guy was an adult. He can make his own choice. But you've got 13, 14, 15, 16-year-old kids who have absolutely no idea what they're doing, much less what to look for or what the ramifications of doing this could be. Mm -hmm. And they're getting victimized by what are essentially a new form of child predator. Yeah. One pill could do it. Absolutely. Because this fentanyl lowers your heart rate so much and slows down your breathing to the point where you die. Yeah, and and it's really interesting like th- this guy is totally open and honest about throwing his life away. Mm-hmm. And I th- I think every time I talk with him it's really bold because he doesn't know me all that well. He knows who I am, he knows what I do, but he doesn't know me all that well and he's open to talking about it with just about anyone because he understands the importance mm-hmm. of people being educated that the and especially with parents now. You absolutely have got to know what your kid is doing, who they're hanging out with, where they're going after school, because they can be struck with this 
at any time and you won't even know they're doing it and one one pill mm -hmm. the first time they engage in this if they're taking this illegitimate stuff mm -hmm. which is laced with fentanyl mm -hmm. they could be dead parents have absolutely i mean and look i was totally blind to all this and naive to it and i understood what fentanyl was and i understood it was a problem but not until very recently. Mm -hmm. And I, the reason we led this hour with this segment, because we try to do kind of the most important news stories going on. This is one of the most important things going on in this country right now. And not enough people are talking about it. And parents better wake the hell up to what their kids are doing and who they're hanging out with and who they're engaging with because even one time mm -hmm. can be one time too much. Have the conversation with your child. Yeah. Tell them, don't take that. Even if it's from somebody that you trust and know, still don't take it. Now, I've had only one experience with fentanyl and it wasn't me personally. It was the dude. He had major surgery and he was prescribed pharmacy fentanyl from the surgeon yeah. for pain relief. Nasty, right? But even that, when it was monitored in a hospital and I knew he had received the fentanyl, I sat there and stared at him for 24 hours to make sure that he would take his next breath. That is how powerful this stuff is. So you can imagine how even worse it is when it's street fentanyl yeah you know that's it, interesting that you said that i remember when he was going through that and you were talking about that when i had my very fabulous hair procedure mm -hmm. done at we grow hair indy it's i mean it's a medical procedure right so they will prescribe you an opioid i had never taken an opioid before mm -hmm. and uh took it because it's for pain i mean again it does hurt a little bit when they do the procedure did it make you itch well i didn't make it that far because i started projectile vomiting yeah i'm I, the same way with that and i and i told my now wife she's my girlfriend at the time i said i will just live with the pain mm -hmm. and hope tylenol does the trick because nothing is worth that and so think about that that is a that is the legit stuff mm -hmm. that's the you know pharmacy doctor prescribed monitored that's how strong that stuff is much less if you've got people in a lab in say china or Mexico. Mexico or wherever. What do you think they're putting into Concocting, stuff? Concocting, yeah, absolutely. You know, whatever they get dust on the floor, throw that in as well. I mean, who knows what is yeah. in there? So, eighty-six percent of people convicted of trafficking fentanyl are apparently U.S. citizens, and only nine percent of those who brought fentanyl into the country were foreigners with no legal status in the U.S. So, this tells me that the cartels have already infiltrated well past the border. Yeah, you know, we, we talk about a lot, and rightfully so, you know, people who are preying on, on kids now. That's a big part of the conversation we're having in society now is people who are preying on kids in a variety of forms. This is another form of that, and it may be the most important form out there. Mm -hmm. And look, it's not so... It's, it's not sexy to talk about because it's not politics and it's not something you can visualize and it's not, you know, uh, gr it, 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 but it is a form of grooming, right? I mean, it is mm -hmm. all the things that we talk about as conservatives that we say we don't want. It is happening and it's literally killing people. It's an epidemic. So we just ask you, if you are a parent and you have children, have the conversation with them. They'll understand it most likely better than you think they will and they will listen to you. That's the most important. They will listen to you, mom and dad. 17 minutes after 10, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. That's the sound of the men working on the chain. Game. 20 minutes after 10, That's it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And let's take a look at who's trending this morning. Mike Trout, baseball player. This story is right up your alley, oh, Rob Kendall. Great. He's teaming up with Tiger Woods for a New Jersey golf course near his hometown. So you got a baseball player and a professional golfer. They're going to design the course mm-hmm. and place it in New Jersey. You know what they both are, Casey? What's that? Rich. Really, really, really rich people. Yes. How do you think they know each other? Is that just like an athlete oh, yeah. club? It's got to be. They I mean, hang out. I mean, Mike Trout is one of, if not the best baseball players in the world. Obviously, Tiger Woods is Tiger Woods. He's mm-hmm. not near the golfer he once was, but he's Tiger Woods. I think they find ways of finding each other. Right. Is this a new avenue for Tiger Woods to go down if his if his playing careers? He's been, no, he, down. he's been doing golf courses for quite a while now. Yeah. It's uh, been a, a big, uh, I say hobby. I mean, if it's, he's making money off of it. He's not running a soup kitchen here. But right. uh, no, he's been doing that for quite a while. And that's very similar to Jack Nicholas did it. Arnold, mm-hmm. Arnold Palmer did it. A lot of the great golfers, once they're kind of prime playing career has passed them by, get into the golf course design business because there's a lot of money in it. Now, aside from Augusta, which I know you would love to play down there someday. Yes. Is that a draw for you? Because you know the course was designed by Tiger Woods. Does that matter? No, is it kind of like an endorsement no, in a politician? It doesn't no. matter. But but I am. Here's the thing, Casey. I'm very poor, so <laughs> I view it differently. That for many other people, yes, it would be a deal that you're playing a Nicholas course or a Palmer mm-hmm. course or locally. Pete Dye was a very famous golf course architect from Indiana. Um, Yes, for a lot of people that you you put a premium on the price of the course, but you also put a premium on the price of the course because a Tiger Woods or Jack Nicklaus, they are not going to uh, put time or effort into a local municipal public course. They're they're taking great plots of land. Right. They have hundreds of millions of dollars probably in backers, so they get the premium property by which to put. You know, golf courses on. So chances are it's going to be a nicer place than your local public right, course. Right, that's correct. Yeah. Also trending this hour, not the car stereo salesman from Fast Times at Ridgemont High, <laughs> but Ron Johnson from Wisconsin. Oh, yes. Here he is with his idea about why Cafe Bank willingly provided documents on the Biden crime family and their financial dealings. The only bank records we got, and this is pretty interesting, we got them from Cafe Bank. You know, is that the Chinese uh, Communist Party? Is that a shot across across uh, President Biden's uh, bow saying, listen, this is some of the information we have. Uh, if you don't toe the line, if you don't uh, do uh, things that uh, please us, uh, we're going to even provide even more information. A bank from China, let's face it, uh, the Communist Party controls uh, those types of institutions, they, they willingly gave us the uh, the documents that backed up the Treasury records. Finally trending, we have country music star Brad Paisley. No. He's going to headline this year's Legends Day concert the night before the Indy 500. Now, are you a 
go to events around the event sort of person? Well, I didn't last year because I was noob. I was newbie in town. Yeah. Uh, but this year, yeah, I want to. I want to take it all in. Maybe I'll, you know, ride on Hammer's coattails and go to Carb Day or something. We could make this a game. <laughs> you, you remember Where's Waldo, right? Yeah. You could try to find a blitzed Casey Daniels at various track events. Uh huh. You've got uh, you know Carb Day. Right. Where will Casey be passed out? Find Casey in the snake, in the pit, snake pit on the yeah. on the race day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this would be a phenomenal idea. And then at the Legends Day concert, where is Casey in the front row? Yeah. Can we make that happen? Absolutely. I, well, you're a local celebrity, Casey. You can do just about whatever you want. It is 24 minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's talk about this poll. We mentioned it last hour. We didn't get to it, so let's do that now. This is an NPR PBS NewsHour poll, and the pollsters, they were asked if they think that Donald Trump has done anything illegal. More investigating into him. 46% of adults replied that they think he has done something illegal. That seems about right, doesn't it? About I mean, half? Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, let's face it. The country is even pretty evenly divided. It's probably 45-45, and you got 10% of people in the middle who decide, often decide mm-hmm. the elections. That seems about right. There's 45% that no matter what Trump does, you should put him in jail. You should. He's a terrorist. He's a menace. He's a you know a scourge on society. Lock him away. And there's 45% that no matter what Trump did, it's ridiculous. And so that seems about right to me. If that number had been higher, I would be alarmed. But that just, if you were to say, Rob, what percentage of the country thinks Donald Trump did something illegal? And I hadn't seen this. I would have said 45%. Okay, another 29% of those surveyed said they believe Trump has done something unethical, but not illegal. Yeah. A lower number. So, yeah, we're questioning whether maybe him and Stormy Daniels had some sort of uh, thing. But it may not be right, but it's not illegal. And I think that's a big... um that's a big difference between the two because you do not rise to the level of being able to be the president of the United States without cutting quite a few corners. Mm-hmm. And that is true for just about any person who has ever ascended to that office. Why? Because it's a hyper-competitive, very powerful position in which many, many uh, people with resources and access to resources desperately want that position you're you know you're it's a no holds barred match right i mean so you're if you're looking for somebody as pure as the wind driven snow you go find that in the presidency but there's a big difference between ethically questionable behavior and, and illegal, illegal behavior yeah. right okay so that leaves us with 23% of americans who said they think trump has done nothing wrong so there's a quarter of people out there those are the people that he could bring in yeah he's not done anything illegal or unethical in their minds. All right, Casey, I'm uh, going to totally own this one. Normally do we do voicemails at 10:30. We're going to push that off to 11:30 and this Tell why? Well, I forgot to edit them. <laughs> I, do, I, I took the, I took the voicemails. I was here. I did my job today. I showed up prepared, ready to go. I just I had I had them. We had a bunch of things going on this morning. I said, okay, at ten o'clock after the after we get out of the last break at nine, I'm going to go edit them. And uh-huh. then I just started walking around and just totally forgot that I had to edit them. Uh-huh. So they're there. They're sitting there. They're very good. I just have to edit them at the top of the 
next hour. Uh-huh. So when we come back, can we talk a little bit more about uh, the state legislature mm-hmm. has sent a bill to the governor that would basically ban parents from transitioning their kids. Right. And now old Holcomb, mm-hmm. and you know how he is very afraid to make anyone liberal or woke or left upset about anything. Right. He's got to, I mean, I'm just, the sweat is probably just pouring off of him. Uh-huh. He's got to decide whether to sign this bill or not. Or veto it. What's he going to do? And I'm going to need somebody, to, again, to help make sense of how, on one hand, the Republicans who passed the bill could say we're going to ban you from transitioning your child. Mm-hmm. However, on the other hand, they refused in the Senate to hear a bill that would have banned DCS from taking your kid from you if you don't support transitioning your child. And that bill was passed in the House because it really happened to someone in Anderson. So somebody's going to have to help me make sense of all of this. All right. We'll get into it coming up from 93 WIBC. normally do voicemails right now and i forgot to edit the voicemails so we'll do those at 11 30 i'm sorry my fault it is 11 33 or 10 33 it is 10 33 it's, it's 10 33 it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc all right we're you ever done to- that you ever just forgotten to do something with the show mm, no i'm on it every day i'm here prepared ready to work rob I never slack off like someone I know. I mean, I just literally had it on my list of things to do. I ran out of time because I was working very hard this morning. I said, okay, 10 o'clock, I'm going to go do. And then it just completely slipped my mind. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm not going to lie. I mean, I was just just moseying around the halls during that that top of the hour news break. It's because we had such a good phone conversation with Kyle Wells, which we've got coming up later in the show. Yeah. You were so entertained by that phone call yeah, that probably. you just spaced no, out your I'm other not sure responsibilities. That was it. I think I just, just blanked. I just had a just a blank yeah. in my brain. Kyle has the magical ability to mm-hmm. make you forget about all your work. And, I miss Kyle's positivity. People are really going to want to stick around for that because Kevin is just Mr. Negative and so I've missed <laughs> Kyle's continual positivity uh, <laughs> around here. Alright, we got to talk about this bill that the Indiana General Assembly has now sent to uh, Governor Disingenuous and I'm very excited about this, Casey, because, well... Our governor loves to play in the liberal, woke, leftist sandbox as Mm -hmm. much as possible, even though he has an R next to his name. And this one is really going to cause a big old problem for him because it involves, it is a bill that basically Mm -hmm. says you as an adult cannot make your minor child, Mm -hmm. you cannot transition them. They got to decide that on their own when they become a grown ass person. Yeah. So under the proposal, parents could no longer authorize gender affirming care for their children, including puberty blockers, hormone replacement therapy, or surgical interventions. So basically you can't chop or grow the stuff on your little kid, which seems like a well duh thing. Yeah. No surgeries have occurred on minors in Indiana to date. Okay, so we, this really shouldn't be a problem, but of course now everybody's made it a big... Think about, we are having a this debate... Is a, this is a preventative bill. We are we are having an in-depth discussion, Casey, mm-hmm. and there is significant pushback over saying you have to be an adult decide to, to decide whether you want to go from being a man to a woman or a woman to a man. Mm-hmm. And that is now controversial in 2023. Is This is the year, isn't it? 2023, this is the year of the trans movement. We see it everywhere all day long. And that comes back to the question to you, Casey, which is have is this really an issue or is it just the cause du jour and within three to five years it will have faded away mm-hmm. and we will go, well, that was an interesting time. 
or because it doesn't seem like up until about five years ago there were just a slew of trans people walking amongst us Mm -hmm. and now it seems like this takes up about 80 percent of the oxygen in any room we're into so were these people always here and we just didn't notice them or have they been dare i say influenced Mm -hmm. into this and will they be Mm de-influenced and they'll we'll be on to something else in a couple of years i think this is their moment this is their they're having their moment to get their word out and it will probably go back into the ether a little bit if everybody wasn't pushing it like espn right naming the you know sure female athlete of the year as a, a transgender and usa today newspaper naming the woman of the year as a transgender and the first lady naming the international woman of courage right. a tra- i mean it's just it just keeps being put in our faces constantly so i feel like this is that they're having their moment right now but somebody had to decide that because i'm not convinced that there are just all of a sudden in 20 from the years 2018 to 2023 there have just been a plethora of new people waking up going oh my gosh i'm trans today's the day yeah uh, they they have to be being influenced into thinking oh my gosh i'm trans because okay so we've got all these years of recorded human history and then just voila the last five years oh my gosh we never do we're all trans Really? No, I don't buy that for a second. You know what? Yesterday you said something, and I and I thought about it. Of course, when my wheels were spinning last night when I was at home, we were talking about all of these women who trans who are getting acknowledged. The list that I just mentioned, sure. right? And you said, "Well, that's the women who have to do something about this." Why? Why can't the men stand up as well? Because nobody listens to men. I'm told repeatedly, it's none of my business and get out of the way. I don't have the parts. I don't understand the stuff. I don't. I mean, I get told on that, that things all the time. With It's the same thing on a, abortion, right? You don't have a uterus. You don't have a say. I'm, I'm, of course, I'm going to have a say. But ultimately, just like with abortion, mm-hmm. I think pro-life messages coming from women on abortion are right or wrong weightier yes far more influential than coming from men it doesn't mean my opinion is any less valid and i totally reject the idea that because i don't have a uterus that i don't have a say in the process Mm -hmm. you know no uterus no opinion people are just morons but let's face it the reality is that a strong pro-life voice coming from a woman who births children Mm -hmm. is going to indeed be more influential than from a man who cannot biologically, I know this is going to enrage some people, but cannot biologically birth a child. I think it's the same thing here in which a man looking at men pretending to be women and going, that's bullcrap and insanity, while correct, is not going to move the needle nearly as much as a coalescing of voices amongst women saying you are usurping you mm-hmm. are hijacking our mm-hmm. gender and we are not going to take this mm-hmm. anymore okay i understand that i also think and i'm not saying that you are but i also think that that's a bit of a a lazy way out to say well you know you gotta fight this fight and i get that women do have to fight this fight but i also think that women want the men fighting it with them oh i agree i agree but the ultimate the ultimate defeat of this insanity is going to come from women. It's like saying, you know, we're a country at war and 
we need everybody pulling in the direction with us. We need all of our all of our allies engaged. Agree, but the country who started the war, the country who is engaged in the war, is ultimately going to have to win the war. That's just the way that it works. And make no bones about it, we are totally at war right now in terms of of culture and ideas that have sustained us throughout human history and things that have always worked. And there's a reason that they always work. We are totally at war on these things right now. And I think there's a whole big group of people who, for whatever reason, and I'm not saying it's even maliciously, just maybe innocently have been at the sleep, asleep at the switch on this stuff. And maybe they're, they're starting to wake up. Now, it's one conversation to have about men trying to be women, as in grown-ass men trying to be grown-ass women. In the case of this bill that went to the governor, mm-hmm. and the fact that there's even any conversation on whether he's going to sign it or not tells you everything you need to know about Eric Holcomb. We are talking about children. Yeah, we are talking about ch- children. I mean, think about uh, irreversible. Your your daughter life went to, altering. Your your daughter went to Purdue, mm-hmm. so she was eighteen when she went to Purdue, right? Mm-hmm. Did she know? And I have no idea the answer to this question. Maybe she did. Maybe she didn't. Did she know exactly what she wanted to do in terms of I'm going to go to school and I'm going to do this? Uh, she did all through high school. She wanted to go into nursing. And then? COVID hit. And uh-huh. she said, forget that. So wait, so what? And I had no idea the answer to this question. Uh-huh. So I'm so glad you answered that. I could have looked really stupid had the answer not gone my way. But I, I, I had, the reason I asked the question is because an overwhelmingly amount, an overwhelming amount of people would answer the question the way you are answering because that's the way young people do. Your daughter thought all through for several years, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I totally want to do this and I'm mm-hmm. totally committed to doing this and mm-hmm. I'm totally going to do this. And then she got to college and said, wait a second, mm-hmm. I don't want to do this anymore. Right. And she changed her mind. Right. She changed her mind. As people do. That's what young people do. That's what old people do. They change their mind all the time. And the idea that little kids, 13 years old, 14 years old, 15 years old, mm-hmm. have any stinking idea whatsoever whether they want to spend the rest of their life as a man or a woman or and that is laughable that is laughable they change boyfriends and girlfriends by the week mm-hmm. and we're supposed to believe that they know what they want their genitalia to be yeah get lost change best friends every other month oh, we have to get to a break but i do also want to ask this question though casey yeah how is it then possible good job on the legislature sending this bill to holcomb we'll see if he signs it mm-hmm. but how is it possible then on one hand, you could you could pass a bill yeah. that says we are going to ban you as an adult from allowing your minor child to do something that's irreversible because they don't know what they want. But yet at the same time, the Senate killed a bill mm-hmm. that said DCS cannot take your kid from you if you don't do not support their transitioning. And the reason that bill exists for people who want to go, well, it's just an imaginary fairy tale idea. No, it, the bill passed the house because of a real thing that happened in Anderson. I heard this couple speak at length at an event last year. It is a real event. They are real people. It really happened to them where their child was taken from them by the state of Indiana because they did not support that kid's transitioning. Mm-hmm. It's, so, it's confusing. How is that possible? They don't it doesn't they don't go together it doesn't work right maybe somebody can call 317-684-8444 and let us know what they think maybe tesla could call he's got the hotline number yeah what's his name jake tesla yeah maybe he could call or lucas could call Mm -hmm. or uh john crane could call Mm -hmm. crane's a senator that would make sense i guess at least the house passed the bill to say how is it possible that you can say transitioning is so harmful to young people we're going to ban it 
but yet DCS can steal your kid from you. Yeah, any member of the, any Republican senator, y'all have our number, call right now. We'll put you on the air. Explain to us how you can say that transitioning is so harmful to kids that we will ban it, but yet we will still allow the government to steal your kid mm-hmm. if you don't support transitioning. Make some sense out of that for us. A small number of Hoosier children will be impacted by this bill. Fewer than 1,000 have sought treatment. 1044, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Casey on 93 WIBC and Hammer joins us in the studio. So Brad Paisley going to headline this year's Legends Day concert. So this is a big b- event. Tell me about this. Before we get into Brad Paisley, yeah. hold on. Why didn't we have voicemails? I, I was told there were supposed to be voicemails. <laughs> and I walk in studio here, and Casey, God bless her, is going full Jack Nicholson and one flew over the coop in the shining and just you know, just you flipping out. Exaggerate so much. It's amazing. I have never seen this studio so tense in my entire She's life. She's very upset. I know. I went full mom on him. Straight. Didn't I? I mean, like I don't want to be here right now. Yeah. Like you could cut the tension with a knife in here. It's like, right it's now. like, like it even matters when we play the voicemails. Like what person wakes up each day is like damn i i know little about today but mm-hmm. i do know mm-hmm. i'm gonna be here at 10 30 for those voicemails from those strangers i'll never meet okay let and- me let me set this up for our listeners because they don't realize what happens when we get off the air here when a hammer's in the studio you guys take your headphones off and then you stand stand here and for the next five minutes just have an off-air conversation. Right, and you usually have your headphones on and scream at people because you don't turn the volume down. Right, so I was just reminding Rob, hey, you know, when we're done with Hammer, you can't sit here and have a conversation. You gotta go get the voicemails. It was just a friendly reminder. (laughs) That's your friendly voice? (laughs) Yeah. Because, man, I walked in here and you would have thought that, like, somebody was being indicted. It was weird. There was tension. And, like, normally when I walk in the studio, the reason that things suck in here is because of Rob. Yeah, thank you. 99% of the time, it's something Rob has done that's mm-hmm. stupid. He said something idiotic. He just looks dumb. There's 99% of the time, it's the representative of Brownsburg's yeah. fault. Mm-hmm. But today, it was on me. It's Ballbuster McGee over here yeah. just completely. Completely sucking the life out of the room. Don't you forget it. As as though I don't like pull my weight around here. (laughs) I'm I'm definitely going to need therapy after being on this show. I don't like it when mommy and daddy fight. uh, Yeah, I'm glad you caught out on that. I was like, you guys are so full. I mean, it's pins and needles in here right now. Like, I don't know what the thermostat is, but it feels like it's 95 because it's hot in here. It's uncomfortable. No, it's uncomfortable. And you're the reason why. Oh my God. You are. You're being so... Imagine this right now. Look at the people you're in the room with right now, mm-hmm. and you're the mean one. You're the unlikable one in a room that features Rob freaking Kendall. Let that 
sink in, Casey. Ouch. Okay, so there's this concert going on before the 500. You, now she's throwing things at Ammer. It's um, gee, hard to believe everybody would. Why anyone would believe you're just a just a mean spirited, hateful person. Yeah. What what is going on with your sweatshirt? You need some new clothes. That I think that's it, it has a hole in it. It's a it's just a hoodie. It's not my sweatshirt. Just a jacket. I throw. You on. make nine figures working here. Could you not afford something that? actually doesn't have holes in it? You wear crap every doesn't day. Doesn't have any holes in every it. Every day you show up to work, you look like you came out of a soup kitchen. Well, and now all of a sudden, you're queer eye for the straight guy. <laughs> you want to critique everybody else's fashion? I'm just pointing Sit out. Sit down, shut up, and spin around in Mike Pence's chair. You're what the, else you want to talk the, about? You're the face of this station. You and the you and your partner, whether he shows up or not, are the face of this radio station. And I'd like for you to look a little better than a guy wearing a hole with holes in his shirt. Don't yell at me because Casey yelled at you. Hey. You're projecting all of your insecurities about your co-host, and you're trying to do it to me, but here's the thing. I don't give a rat's ass what you think. You have to work with her every single day. Right. So I would highly suggest you get your backside in motion here and fix what's going on in here pretty yeah, damn quick. Yeah, you know what the problem is, Hammer? I'm wearing new boots and nobody even mentioned them. Adulting is stupid. If like, we don't mention it, are you going to yell at us too? <laughs> oh, I love your boots, Casey. Thank Hot you. damn. Thank These boots you. are made for walking. I Who's know. mad if your boots been under? Aren't they I love nice? It. Fantastic. Can yeah. we talk about Brad Paisley, please? <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Speaking of boots, hi all. Uh, Would you ever work at a country station? I have. What was your well, name? Hop along, hammer. <laughs> so I think, and I'm pretty sure this is true. When Nigel left the Bear, yeah. now back in the day here in Indianapolis, there was a country radio station, New Hit Country. It was 104.5 The Bear. Well, after they decided to flip formats and they were limping to the finish, Nigel jumped <laughs> ship and went to X103. And who did they bring in to replace the Rain? Yeah. Me. Oh, oh, hello. So I was the new weekend scrub over there as they limped to the finish and blew everything up. And like all the talent of that station jumped over to like their sister station, WFMS. Was that before you got blown out of ZPL or was that Oh, after? I was at the Bear before ZPL. Yeah, okay. I was at ZPL for like 10 years. Yeah, I remember. So that's how I met you. Yes. You would come down and like, you know, if people think you're a pain in the ass now, go back about 15, 20 years ago. I'm in the studio. I'm trying to win a Marconi. I'm having radio gold. And this board op kid who's got a puka shell necklace on and his baseball hat on backwards keeps walking in the studio. And I'm trying to work, but I don't want to like break his spirit. It's like, hey, how's that ball game going? Don't you have to go run the board? That's my, my fancy way of saying kick rocks, nerd. My favorite thing Get with out. Hammer was he was that was uh, ZPL on the weekends, mm-hmm. and it was just, of course, as ZPL is, it was all women. And I used to think I it, was one of them. It was naively <laughs> thinking that it was because they liked Hammer or something mm-hmm. to that nature. And but every every one that would call him, it was just calls while the songs mm-hmm. were going on, and I always just go, man, she sounds really hot. Hammer would just look at me and go, she's not. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a little Radio 101 for you right there. Hot chicks are not calling the radio station requesting Britney Spears. They're busy doing hot chick things. They've got the Britney Spears on the CD at the time. They didn't need to call the radio station. Okay, so I had a disc jockey in South Bend. He was doing nights on the top 40, and this girl would call him all the time, and I said, you know what, you need to ask her, just do the cool, hey, what are you wearing sort of thing. They ended up getting married 
Oh, really? Yeah. Well, good for them. Good for sure, them. Well, they're divorced well. now. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they had a very nasty divorce, but they got married. Mm-hmm. What? Okay, we got like 30 seconds or something left. I don't even know how long we have, but Brad, Brad Paisley, who is he? He's doing something. He's a country music star, does a lot of commercials with Peyton Manning. Oh, mm-hmm. you oh, probably okay, recognize right, him yeah, from. Okay, right. um, he is doing Legends Day. Now, Legends Day concert, it's no longer at the Motor Speedway. It's down at the White River oh. venue here. So he's going to be doing that the Saturday before the race and now we're just waiting for the Carb Day announcement to see which band is going to be playing Carb Day. Hopefully we'll get that information fairly soon. Yeah, and you're not a concert guy. Man, I've never been really that much of a concert guy and I think because Back when I worked in music radio, and Casey, you know this too, mm-hmm. you go to so many of them. You're mm-hmm. there like three, four nights a week. It just loses its luster, and you're yeah. like, man, I'm done here. Get a little burnt out Remember from when it. Billy Idol asked you if you had any drugs? <laughs> I do. Great moments <laughs> in concert history. What was the answer? Uh, I could get you some weed, Billy, but I don't know about the hard drugs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's coming up this afternoon? Uh, we got the fallout from what happened in Nashville. Tony Katz will join us and the biggest stories in Indy. Thank you, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey I'm going on 93. Tell me what you see. I'm just going to remind you. 